Well, good morning. How are you doing? Are you awake? If you're not, you should be. Our, uh, if you put your hands up now, uh, our lovely ushers will come round with popcorn, ready for the movie to start. <laughs> just kidding, by the way. That was just a joke. Don't worry about that. Okay. You ready for the Word of God this morning? Yes. Excellent. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your presence here this day. I thank you that uh, this is the start of something wonderful, life-changing. It's something that will help us to see what you're trying to do in our lives and in this community and in our state and in our nation. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you stir within us powerfully this morning, that your word resonates and vibrates in our spirit and it stirs us to do something, to make a change, to, to have a shift in our thinking, in our understanding and in the way that we live to bring glory and honour to you by seeing this, this, uh, this city of ours totally transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God and by saints and brothers and sisters doing what needs to be done in this generation and moving forward. I pray that in the name of Jesus this morning. And everyone said? Amen. 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 Well, welcome to Infuse Church and uh, a whole new year in 2022. To say that I'm a little bit excited about this message would be a severe understatement. This thing has been burning in my heart and my life for a long time and uh, I just am looking forward to, to launching it for you this morning. In 2021, I launched the year with the word Arise. And uh, to launch 2022, I believe that the Holy Spirit has given us the word shift, S-H-I-F-T. Now, unlike last year, I'm not going to have a specific saying for each of those letters, but I do believe that this word that we have for us today in moving forward into this year is a divine orchestration by the Holy Spirit to get us ready for a significant shift in us personally, but in our nation, in our state, and in this community, the city that we live in. Shift comes from a time of prayer and, uh, and being in God's Word uh, late last year, as James said. The principal verse that I'm going to be using uh, for this whole idea of shift for us this year is out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, and the message version of the Bible. And here's what it says. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift. Everyone say shift. shift. Come on, say it like you mean it. Shift. shift. From us to God. So the focus will shift from us to God. And you will begin to sense His grace. I immediately had a picture of a number of things that needed to shift. You see, shift is about change. A change of focus, a change on many levels in our lives. Shift will be our focus for the entire year of 2022. That God is asking us and positioning us, speaking into our mind, uh, getting things into our spirit for this whole idea of shift, a change, a reorganisation. But the most important shift of all is that our focus changes from us to God. That is the primary 
shift that we're being asked to make. The means of, it's a means of like a greater emphasis of kingdom before ourselves. So God becomes the primary focus. It's no longer about me, myself and I, but it's about God and His kingdom. Despite our fears and our phobias, God wants to advance His kingdom. Despite our lack or even our abundance, God wants to establish His kingdom. And despite maybe our powerlessness or maybe our dependence, that God wants to release His kingdom. A shift is coming. It's a shift from down to up. It's a shift where we're saying that that heaven on earth, we're praying for bringing heaven down on earth. And I was in a, a, a volunteer meeting this morning. I was so excited to hear that we were calling down and pulling down heaven into earth. We're not bringing earth up into heaven. We need the touch of God. We need the power of the the Holy Spirit. We need the Word of God to, to come alive in our hearts and our minds and that that is the declaration that we are making. We need the shift from ourselves to the Kingdom of God. See, the, the word shift has a number of different meanings. It means to move, to transfer, to switch, to relocate, to reposition, maybe to even rearrange. It also can mean a changing of gears so that we can speed up or slow down depending on the road and or the traffic conditions, even in the urgency of the moment. At this point, we watched an advertisement for a very fast car. Unfortunately, we were unable to get permission to include the video in our upload. If you would like to see it for yourself, there will be a link in the episode description field below. Now let's get back to Pastor Gary. If no one else liked that video, I sure did. (laughs) Uh, That revved my motor. That was great. I'm going to to tell you now that I've had conversation with Audi Australia to be able to try and get that permission to use that on a YouTube channel in this message. And I've had God conversations with the people at Audi Australia because of wanting to do that. I had one of the, uh, one of the, 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 the people in, uh, in Audi, one of the significant management people, actually asked their, their service department, why is this pastor uh, approaching us about servicing his Audi? Uh, because they thought I had an Audi. Now, if any of you felt like you needed to do- donate one to him, <laughs> hey, look, the Holy Spirit can speak to you in many ways. But I had a God conversation with the service guy. We're talking about like some stuff that's going on in his family and, and things that are happening and things like that. And it was just an amazing opportunity. You don't know where Audi and a revving car is going to, to lead you. But I want to say that a shift involves a revolution on the inside. I thought that that was a prophetic sign. A revolution on the inside. From us to God like a shift key maybe on a keyboard. You know, uh, it, 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 this, this whole thing about shift is going from a whimper to a shout. Uh, because if you, if you think about a shift key on a keyboard, it takes the letter from a lowercase to an uppercase so that it makes a capital letter. What I've discovered is that in social media and in text messages, when a phrase or a word appears in uppercase, it says someone's shouting. 
that there is emphasis that's being added to that, that, that message. And I prophesy this morning a shift to our shout. I'm, I'm prophesying that God is wanting to do something significant through the shift of our lives that we are going to emphasise a God life, a kingdom life above a life that's spent on ourselves. Am I making any sense this morning? It's not a shout of frustration or pain, but it is a declaration of who God is and what He can and will do in our lives. It's where we're saying, you know what? Oh, woe is me. No, God, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. That's my declaration. I'm here to win the lost, to see this city of ours transform transformed into what God wants it to be, a God-centred place of His anointing and His presence. Jesus made the shift and set the pace for us. A shift had to come for the Holy Spirit to be poured out at Pentecost and for us. A shift needed to take place. Jesus set himself aside for the kingdom of God purposes to benefit others, including us today. In John chapter 16, verses 4 to 7, it says this, and I'll bring it back down a level. Otherwise, I just, my voice will crack. John 16, verses 4 to 7, but I've told you these things, Jesus says. Now, so that when they occur, you'll remember I told you of them. I didn't say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. However, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable. It's good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, if Jesus didn't go to the cross, he's saying, then the comforter, the counsellor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. See, Jesus showed us how to move from what benefits us to what benefits others. Whether you realise it, believe it or not, but we have all been called by God. Every one of us here has been called of God. John 15 verse 16 says, Jesus says, You didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you. I appointed you to go and to produce lasting fruits that the Father would give you whatever you ask for using my name. When we are on kingdom assignment, I got to tell you that the resources of heaven, heaven can come on earth because we're on a kingdom assignment. When we get the the shift right in our minds that we're on kingdom assignment and and like a, a mission from God, if you want, if you like the blues brothers, we're on a mission from God. God will make sure that your, your gun has got ammunition loaded in your weapon. That, the, that you've got an, a, a quiver full of arrows ready to shoot at the enemy. God's got your back. But it's going to have to, for the shift to take place, there needs to be a shift in our understanding, a shift in our minds. 
One of the things that I learned as a police officer, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a former policeman. Don't hold that against me. I do know all of your Rego numbers, by the way. <laughs> as a police officer, one of the things that you're in your patrol car, you're sitting in your patrol car with your partner next to you, you'd get a call over the radio. The response in going to a house break-in where the person, the offenders have obviously led, left, it's been hours since they were there, there's no real risk that the, the offenders are there, that, that you know that the homeowner is going to be safe, they just need a police report taken. The response in getting to that home to take that police report is completely different than going to an armed robbery in progress. You make a mental shift in your understanding, in your mindset, that now things have sparked up. There is a, there's the adrenaline starts to pump in your veins and suddenly you are switched on, you activate the lights and the sirens and you plant the loud pedal. Okay, you stamp on the accelerator and you let it rip. Okay, that's when you need your partner because we divide the car into sections. We are always looking all over, but my partner is, is on the left-hand side. He's my, he's saying, we're coming up to an intersection. Clear left, boom, we're off. We go through intersections, we're, we, we're arced up. There's a shift in our mindset because we're on our way to do it. Shouldn't the, the, the plan of God and the Kingdom of God likewise spark us up so much that we are keyed into what God wants us to do? That we understand that there are people around about us that are praying for us right then on our Kingdom assignment. It is good. God's put His hand on our lives and called us to follow Him. And I've discovered as a believer that there's a cost to following Jesus. And at times there is a sacrifice that has to be made. We have to at times make a sacrifice. Sometimes we don't get to do the things that we want to do. Oh, church again, really? Like say that when you're in heaven. Oh, heaven again? Often we're called to do things to benefit others and that comes at a price. That's why I love, like our missions team last week, people gave of their own resource, their own finances to benefit others. They went without something for themselves to benefit others. The Mount Barker Business Group, they, they took an auction up to support our community pantry. There were businesses there that uh, are struggling. They're, they're finding it hard to make ends meet, yet they didn't withhold their finance to be able to bless someone else in our community through making a donation that's come to us as a church. $9,000 from the Mount Barker Business Group. So my response to that is to us as a church is find the mbbg.com.au website, okay, and then look on there. If you're needing a product or a service, check them out first. Support local and get behind them. And when you go and order your product or your service, say, Pastor Gary told me to come and see you, not because I'm looking for a discount from you, but because I want to bless your business. Too often we go to Christian, I'm off the track here already. We go to Christian businesses, Christian organisations and stuff, expecting to get a discount because we're a Christian too. We lose sight of the fact that we could be generous to that business and, that prosper, and prosper them in a way, not looking for something to benefit us, but we want to benefit them. Just saying. 
Just saying. Jesus is our role model. He spoke to the disciples about doing something that would not just benefit them, but every believer throughout time. Jesus needed to to, to depart so that the Holy Spirit would be sent to fill believers. Because right up to that time, the Holy Spirit only came on a person, a king or a prophet or whatever. It was only at one person at a time, generally speaking in the Old Testament. But Jesus ushered in a, a significant shift for the people of Israel and for the world in general. So that now that the Holy Spirit could be poured out on all believers as sons and daughters will prophesy and speak in tongues. Rondai, shondai, taimai, botai. John 16 verse 7 says, But I tell you the truth, it is for your good, Jesus said, and I am going away. Unless I go away, the counsellor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Jesus is saying he had to go away. That's, that, that phrase, go away, sounds so easy, sounds so plain, sounds like just a walk in the park or just going to get the milk from the local deli. That's all it was for Jesus, just a simple, you don't, we fail to understand that the walk he's talking to or, or about was to and through the cross. A place of pain and suffering and death. I'm going to talk about that more next week. So if you really want to challenge, if you really want to feel like, you know, you you need something to stir you in 2022, do not come next week because I'm going to stir. I'm really going to set a challenge. It's one of the greatest challenges I find personally. But I need to be challenged because there is a city here that we live in that needs to hear about Jesus. See, Jesus went away, not to please or benefit himself, but to establish the kingdom of God and to release the Holy Spirit. In Luke 22, verse 42, this is Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, Father, if if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will be done, but yours. What an incredible attitude to have. See, I have a conviction that the Holy Spirit is encouraging us to be courageous in a way that we follow Jesus so that it benefits the people of Infused Church and this city, this community that we live in. 2 Samuel chapter 10 verse 12 says this, Be courageous and let us show ourselves courageous for the benefit of our people and the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in His sight. For this to happen requires us as followers of Jesus and as the church to be part of a significant shift, a God shift. So what does that mean for us? It means Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. It means here's what I want you to do. This is me asking us as a church. Find a quiet, secluded place so that you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage. Then as you're doing that, as you're in that space, as you're focusing on God, allowing His Spirit to to saturate you and touch you, as you're allowing the Word of God to, to come to your mind, The shift, there will be a shift of focus from you to God and you'll begin to sense His grace. 
What's His grace? His grace is the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit to do what God asks us to do. It's not just a covering and washing away of sin. It's actually the empowering presence of God to do what we need to do. God has a plan for us. God's got a plan for this church, for this community, for this state. You know what? We don't always get it right. We don't always follow God's game plan. Sometimes we get off track. But that's what I love about the Lord. He is gracious. He's loving. He's forgiving. And He helps us. See, in the Old Testament, see, God gave uh, many opportunities for His people to get it right in following Him. They messed it up. They got it wrong. But God persisted until they got it right. See, this is what I've learned about God. God never gave up on on us or His plan for us, and neither should we. God's got a plan for our lives. Don't give up on the plan of God. Don't walk away. Don't separate yourself. Don't isolate yourself from the plan of God and the people of God. See, it takes faith and courage to walk into the unknown. But just because it's unknown doesn't mean that God's not in it. Look at Abraham, for instance, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land that I will show you. God told Abraham to go to a place that would be revealed on the way. See, Abraham couldn't see that place on Google Maps. He didn't have his GPS coordinates plugged into his camel. (laughs) Abraham couldn't see across the valley that that's what God was leading him to, that there was some city or an oasis on the other side of the, 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 the valley there. He couldn't see that it was just over the next hill. It was a place that took a journey to go on to follow what God was asking of him. It took Abraham faith to go where God had led him. And if we have faith to believe that we've heard from God, then we'll do what God says because we want to please God. That's that's the, the motivation of our heart. But contrast the difference between Thomas... Who, who wouldn't believe that Jesus was alive until he saw Jesus with his own eyes. Listen to what Jesus said to Thomas in this moment. In John chapter 20, verse 29, Jesus has said to, to Thomas, he says, Thomas, now that you've seen me, now that you've seen me, you believe, but there are those who have never seen me with their eyes but have believed in me with their hearts and they will be even more blessed. See, this is what we're trying to do is to shift the the focus from us to God. That no matter whether we're stepping out on a a word from God and speaking up maybe for God, it's not uh, resting on anything else apart from doing what God's asked to do, despite not seeing or not knowing how it's going to pan out, how it's going to figure out. This is what the life of faith is all about. Sometimes God gives us a word, but the fulfilment isn't immediate. Sometimes, even often, there's this thing called a delay. When God gives us a word, we should guard it. 
Pray into it. Write it down. If God's given us a word, surely the least we could do is write it down. You have just heard from the Lord of the universe, God Almighty Himself, the Saviour of all humankind if people would turn to Him, the God who loves people so much so that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him should not perish, but have ever... Surely if He gives us a word, we can take 30 seconds to write it down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 2 to 3 says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation. Make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, it says, though it lingers, it seems reluctant. Sometimes we get a word and we seem reluctant. Anyone ever had that? About three of you, okay? It's just me then, mostly, okay. It says it will not delay. It's not going to be late. In other words, God has a plan and he's committed to seeing his plan come to pass at an appointed time. If the Lord showed us his plan for our lives, it would scare your pants off you. Some of you are saying, there's an image I didn't need. His plan always involves people. His plan always is bigger than anything we'd ever hoped or imagined for our lives. See, you and I are a part of God's plan for the Adelaide Hills, for the state. We live in one of the fastest growing cities in Australia. And we are called to lead this community to Jesus. And if we are to reach this city for Jesus, we have got to shift. Now, I'm not saying that we shift buildings. What I'm saying is that there needs to be a shift from us to God, from, from earth to heaven. We need to have a shift of understanding, a shift in our focus, a shift in our understanding, a shift in what we're willing and not willing to do. The kingdom of God is advancing and its key objective is, is that's a big part of his plan, is this whole thing of kingdom advancement. Matthew 28 verses 16 to 17 says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Jesus had specifically told these disciples, go to this place and worship me there. He says, it's, um, when they saw him, when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now, we think that that may be Thomas, but it says some. It doesn't say one. So they, these disciples here, they've been obedient despite their doubts. And sometimes God asks us to step out in faith despite our doubts, despite the uncertainty, despite the lack of clarity that we may have around a particular thing that God is asking us to do. But that's what faith is. It's taking a step, knowing that when we step out of that boat and onto the water, that Jesus will sustain us, that His Word will undergird us and we will not see. And, but if we do get our eyes off of Jesus in that moment, then as soon as we cry out to God, He'll save us and stop us from going under. Disciples don't disobey even when they have doubts. 
I'll say that again. Disciples don't disobey even when they have doubts. We shouldn't let past decisions or disappointments stop what God wants to do for us as a church today. If I can just have the worship team back up, please. There's a shift of kingdom before ourselves, from us to God. That's the shift. That's the primary shift I'm going to be talking about. Kingdom advancement is the key. There is a shift of kingdom before ourselves. And I'm asking us to continue to trust God as He leads Infused Church. You, many of you thought that I lead you. No, I've got to tell you, I get my marching orders from Him. I listen to the Holy Spirit and I, li- I pay attention to the Word of God. Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit leads this church. I'm a delegated person in authority with a specific job description. We've got to trust, I'm asking us to trust us as we follow God to explore what 2022 has in store for us as a church. I can tell you right now that we don't have all the answers, but we praise God for the leading of His Holy Spirit. But I want you to hear this and hear this clearly. Even though we don't have all the clarity that we need, we will not let the lack of clarity stop us from pursuing God's Word that He's given to us. We will lead with faith. Our heart is always to be known as and to operate as a Kingdom of God church. I praise God that we're a part of the ACC, the Australian Christian Churches. I love the rich heritage that we have in that. But I also praise God that we are a Kingdom of God church, committed to the things of God. That all we do, we do for His Kingdom. It is not our Kingdom come, it's Yours, Lord. It's Your Kingdom come, Your Kingdom come. It's Your Kingdom come, Lord. It's God's Kingdom that we're praying to come on earth as it is in heaven. It is a shift from us to God. And I really want to drill down on this next week. And I guarantee you that it comes with a very strong challenge. But the thing about this is this. Whenever God challenges us, He never takes us to the deep end of the pool push us in and then walk away. It's not God's style because He gives us the person of the Holy Spirit and the power of His presence that as we jump in, we jump in in His arms. And He gives us the equipment, the ability, the know-how, the knowledge, the clarity of everything that we would need to do in that deep end of the pool. He will give us the words to speak in front of kings. He will give us the words to speak in front of our children. He will give us the words to speak in front of our employer. He'll give us the words that we need when we talk to our neighbour about a life-saving relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We'll, We'll hear His words as He speaks to us in those moments. But it's, it's, at some point, you've got to step off the side of the pool. At some point, you've got to get over 
the edge of the boat to start to walk on the water. It's got a shift, a shift, a shift from us to God. What could happen? What could happen if we took a hold of this word shift? What could happen if we really believed that we want to live from this moment forward with a kingdom perspective at the expense of self? What could this community, this city look like if there were a few people in a church that were willing to say, Lord, just as Isaiah said to himself, Lord, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Can we stand? I want to pray for people this morning. I felt specifically to pray for a number of things. And we're going to open up the front. If you would like prayer specifically or generically, it's entirely up to you. I'm going to pray and I believe for and have faith for this morning a shift in your life. I have faith for a shift in your circumstances. I have faith for a shift in your relationships. I have faith to believe that there's going to be a shift in your finances. I have faith to believe that there's going to be a shift in your workplace. I have, a, I have a faith to believe that there's going to be a shift in your health this year. I believe that God wants to shift things. He's reorchestrating, reorganizing, rearranging that shifting. He's moving things. It's like pieces on a chessboard. Why? Because there's a hostile takeover in progress. There's a hostile takeover in progress. You know what? We are the ones who are advancing. We, we are the ones who are, what's the word that he says on the earth, like courageously taking the earth? It's gone. There's a, a fantastic script. If you can get in my head and find that out and just sort through the rubbish and get to that bit, that'd be great. That would have been a really good point. But here's the thing. Some of you are not going to have any clarity about what it looks like. Some of you are not going to have any idea. You cannot see the next step that you need to take. But you know where it starts? With a yielded heart that says, not my will be done, but yours, Lord. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. I don't want to like let the cat out of the bag, but I do. It's that all of us, just as Jesus knew that he was headed to Jerusalem and to the cross, can I say that every one of us here has also the same journey to face in that we are all being called to carry our cross. Unlike Jesus, He went to a one-off encounter 
with the cross and went through the cross. We are called to call that daily. I've got to tell you, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. But the thing is, we don't carry that cross on our own. There is help and He is the Holy Spirit. If you'd like prayer this morning, I invite you to come and get some prayer. If if no one, that's cool. I'm I'm up for that. I don't mind. But I believe that God wants to do some things to shift some things here today. He's moving by His Spirit. Quite often, the very thing that you want to see shifted in your own life was the very first thing that you, you thought of when you thought about things shifting in your life that you need to respond to in that moment. Maybe, I, I don't know everybody here, maybe the, the shift that you need to make is letting Jesus be the Lord of your life. You have been the Lord of your life for every part of your day so far. That right through your life, you've been leading your own life. How's that working out? Is it time to give your life to Jesus? Maybe online. But there's a shift that needs to happen. A shift. Starts with a revolution on the inside. So if you want some prayer, happy to pray for you. Father, I pray right now for us all. I pray for us all. Pray for a shift. Pray for a moving, a rearranging, reorganization. I pray for a shift of mindset, a shift of focus. I pray for a shift in our ears and what we hear and how we hear it. I pray for a shift in understanding the power that you placed at our, our disposal in the person of the Holy Spirit. I pray for a shift, a divine shift, a divine exchange. Father, right now in the Name of Jesus, would You move upon us? Would You shift our our understanding, shift our thinking, shift our our focus, shift the, the Spirit of God to move upon us, shifting us from lack to abundance, from sickness to health, from a whimper to a shout, to a declaration, a prophecy. Would You shift things in our understanding, shift the way that we see things. Shifting, shifting, shift. I call for a shift in the name of Jesus. A shift in the name of Jesus. I pray for a shift in the name of Jesus. Well, I hope someone got something out of that this morning. I I am excited for this year. There are great things coming our way. More importantly, God will be glorified. God will be honoured and magnified in what we do. As a church, as people, as the church. I'm not saying we're the only church, I'm just saying His church. I I dig these holes for myself. So good at it, really. Can I encourage you this week? Your homework is this. To put... Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 from the Message Bible into practice. Allow the Spirit of God to speak to you about how your life needs to shift from you to God. Because I can stand up here and talk till I'm blue in the face, but it takes one word from God. 
That's what I'm praying for you for this week, that you hear from God what needs to shift for you to get your eyes off yourself and onto God. Father, I thank you for your people. Thank you for your hand upon their life. Thank you that they go out empowered and strengthened in the Spirit of God, in Jesus' name. Amen.